0: Hello, welcome to the Freedom Podcast. Kent Maddox and Beverly Maddox here with you. Thank you for tuning in to watch or listen, whether you're listening on the podcast channels or on YouTube here. We're thrilled to get to spend some time with you today as we continue to align with God's appointed times and seasons.
1: It's especially exciting this month because this is the month of being intentionally with God. I mean, it's right here. It says, returning to your absolute source, the source of everything. And so I'm excited about the podcast today. I mean, it's really going to be brilliant.
0: We'll be discussing one of the most spiritual months on the Hebraic calendar, the month of Tishri, where Feast of Trumpets atonement and tabernacles fall so we've got a lot to talk about today uh, about this month to help us all align, breaking cycles of defeat and destruction and stepping into cycles of blessings, bringing the will of heaven to the earth. And so that's what we're here to do today. And we look forward to spending the next few moments with you. We love to start start our podcast out with uh, poetry. So Beverly's got a poem for us today.
1: I do. It's never far. And this is all about just returning because it's all about returning, rejoicing and repenting. I mean, this whole month is once again, it's another celebratory month so this is never far silent sentinel benevolent benediction watching over me looming large never far everywhere i am there you are hearing every call catching me each fall namesake only no matter how loud whoever the crowd running from myself lost again to all else listening heart sounds throbbing blood rounds coursing coursing sun orange bright, color of the sunrise behind closed eyes.
0: Wow. Another beautiful one, Bill. Thank you. Did you write a bad one at all? Or are they just all great?
1: No, they they just are really personal. They're really personal. I mean, honestly, but thank you. You Made me blush. It makes me blush so much, you guys. You just would not believe it. You would think I'd get over it. I think it's my red haired roots. I still just blush all of the time.
0: (laughs) Thank you for sharing that with us. That's really, really beautiful. Let me give you kind of a quick outline of this month, and then we're going to dig into something you may have heard heard some about or not before, Uh, we're going to be dealing with the Leviathan, the spirit of Leviathan that's tied to this month. I think it's very important that we make you aware of that. But let me first give you a uh, general concept of this month. This month falls the Feast of Trumpets, so we're finishing up the forty days that we started in Elul, right? So we've switched months, but those forty days of Teshuvah, forty days of favor, are still coming at us as we get in, as we're preparing and stepping into Feast of Trumpets, Atonement, and. Tabernacles, and so uh, these are. This is the great feast, the great in gathering feast, Tabernacles. It culminates the year uh, as we are now moving forward to to another uh, Hebraic year that's ahead of the year that we like to celebrate. And uh, it's a very, very, very spiritual time. It's when the books of heaven are open. It's when uh, we get new assignments. It's when we get uh, – uh, I love – Bev just gave me a card recently. I love my next assignment. She said, <laughs> your next assignment is to party. And so we love it that God throws 25 parties a year. This is one of the biggest celebrations, the Feast of Booths, Tabernacles. This is when Israel was were commanded by God, get outside of your house, get in a tent, celebrate how I brought you through the desert and blessed you and gave gave you this promised land and let your children know about all that I've done for you as you celebrate the goodness of God. So this is that month. This is that month to get with family, get with friends. It's a whole week-long celebration uh, of tabernacles. We'll be doing a tabernacle gathering here September 29th. If you'd like to be a part of that, Dr. Ed Silvoso, Dr. Chuck Pierce, Beverly, myself, our Alabama cohort, and the entire state of Alabama will be joining here to celebrate tabernacles. But it's a week long, uh, celebration. Uh, not here. We'll only have our one day, but, uh, families will be celebrating all over the world the entire week. Prior to that is the Feast of Trumpets and the Day of Atonement. This is the day old prophets, Bob Jones, old prophet, friends of ours, used to tell us, if on the Day of Atonement you'll set aside that day to wait on the Lord, you will hear from God. Yep. Like God will speak that's exactly
1: to you. That's exactly right. Yes, that's what they always said.
0: And so these are very, very important times in uh, an important month. The um, alphabet this month is L-A-M-E-D, Lamed, Uh, which signifies, as you said earlier, Beverly, the aspiration to return to your absolute source, reconnect to the absolute, absolute source of everything, which is God. The tribe is Ephraim, which means to be fruitful and multiply. The constellation in the heavens is Libra, the scales, where the deeds of man are weighed and judgment is released. So this is that month where the balancing of the scales takes place, God begins, as we've gone through 40 days of repentance and favor, getting things sorted out. He's setting us up to hopefully find the best. I like Chuck Pierce says it so well, just put your best foot forward. That's right. This is all we're trying to do. We're not going to get it perfect. We're not going to get everything just right. But we're going to attempt in this season put our best foot forward to establish ourselves, okay, God, you're setting us up for a brand new year, and this is the way it works. Either the Lord returns, this is kind of the concept, either either we've gotten here and the Lord's just going to return as He promises He will one day, and fix everything, or He's going to empower us and set us up for another year to establish His kingdom here on the earth.
1: Well, you said it. It's all about balance. I mean, God wants us to live a balanced life. He doesn't want us over here just worrying about all of the things and what's going to happen, and then over here not being concerned about anything. It's a balance. And I find it particularly interesting that it is the month of justice because, you know, we're all getting ready to gear up for another year. And so there are a lot of things happening in the atmosphere about that. So really be praying into that because God truly is a God of justice and he wants you paying close attention to what's going on in your atmosphere. And it's time to celebrate the new covenant, which is Mm -hmm. the blood covenant with Christ. It's the blood. It's the act of love that that vibration is still reverberating through the entire of the cosmic world. From the very moment that Christ shed his blood, it is still covering us. It is still carrying us. It is still alive. It is still speaking. It is still moving all of those mountains out of our way. So this is the month that we really begin to walk in that and the new covenant.
0: Now, what I find very interesting, Beverly, along those lines is This is the seventh month. Yes. All right. And so Tishri is the month of the head of the year, which is Rosh Hashanah. All sevens are dear to the Lord and are dedicated to the Lord, so this month is the dearest month. When we get to this time of year, we've already come through two feast cycles, and we're ready to enter another. So God has declared a time for us to feast at the head of the year. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, head of the year, which provides revelation for the year ahead. Divine providence creates a new beginning, and God will release certain revelation that will start beginning this month in a new way. Beverly and I have landed recently, when you think about this is the seventh month, it's called the head of the year, right? It's the headwaters where the heads begin to move. And we have uh, landed into a revelation this past year, and by no means are we experts on this subject. Uh, we begin to study out of necessity. Maybe like you, you've had intense warfare this past year. We've had intense warfare. Uh, we begin to allow the the Lord to speak to us and teach us new levels of warfare. And interesting enough, when I was reading uh, Chuck's book A Time to Advance, he, he had never—I'd never tied this together. But it's the seventh month. He says this is the month of Leviathan, which signifies the aspiration to return to your absolute source at the head of the year. You need to ask the Lord how are you to get to the place where you are sure you are flowing in what he's doing. And we begin to study the spirit of Leviathan this year and realize, yes, Leviathan is an opposition. uh, And and one of those spirits the Bible talks about explains pretty intensely about this spirit. There's lots of books have been written about it. But we also landed on a teaching from Arthur Burke about how the seven heads of Leviathan actually can work for you instead of against you. And so can you enlighten us a little bit, Beverly, what these heads are about and kind of what our studies have proven.
1: Well, here for me as a a prophetic seer, I mean, that's my gifting on the redemptive gifts uh, and mercy, which is quite an interesting combination. So I'm always intrigued to meet people who function in their, their life. They're walking around life because it's more than intuitive, but it's not a prophet like Chuck. I just have a prophetic gift. And, um, I am aligned with the first day of creation, which is when God's spoken to the chaos and created. And so interestingly enough, during that whole portion of scripture, God says that he created Leviathan to frolic in the sea. So you wouldn't think that Leviathan would uh, take on any other characteristic than a big seven-headed sea creation creature <laughs> that's just frolic. Frolicking in the sea. Uh, However, there uh, are some very demonic elements. And when you you get into Job's experience, which um, I find that more and more, this describes so many aspects of our life. Because we all go through different challenges to find out who we are. And for whatever reason, when uh, the prince of the air, because this teaching is all about light. It's about light. But when the prince of the air, the, the god of this world, was walking around in the throne room, and he wanted to challenge Job, he said, well, so what about this man? And God said, well, of course. He's he's a man after my own heart. He's my my, my friend. And uh, he said, but you, you may do anything that you see necessary. And he says, well, how can I do that? You've got a hedge around him. Well, God said, well, I'll take the hedge down. So this is a whole story that Really should let you know that what God is really at the heart of is just our submission to him and who we are as human beings. But this is how it's described in Job. Uh, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, uh, but we're going to talk about its strength, just its absolute strength. Can you fill its hide with harpoons? or its head with fish and spears? If you lay a hand on it, you will remember the struggle and never do it again. Any hope of subduing it is false. The mere sight of it is overpowering. No one is fierce enough to rouse it. Who then is able to stand against me? Who has a claim against me that I must pay? Everything under heaven belongs to me. This is God speaking to us. I will not fail to speak of Leviathan's limbs, its strength and graceful form. It has a back filled with shields, tightly sealed together. Each is so close to the next that no air can pass between. They're joined fast to one another. They cling together and cannot be parted. Its snorting throws out flashes of light. Its eyes are like the rays of dawn. I encourage you to read that because that one portion right there where it talks about Leviathan's armor, if you will, being so tightly sealed that no harpoon, nothing can pry that apart. This speaks of man's pride mm-hmm. and with Where we find ourselves in so many situations where we believe that we're wrestling and we're not having any results and that all of the things in life that we thought were supposed to be going well and that we had thrown ourselves into, the next thing you see is that you're in the fight and the wrestle of your life with an unknown entity and you're still trying to do it in your own strength. I love that scripture in the year that King Uzziah died, self-strength died. I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And so I think that this is really what we're, we're learning to contend with. Because I want to see Leviathan as that frolicking sea creature that God created because it obviously brought joy to God. So it goes right on uh, as far as the uh, way this is broken down in Joy Unstoppable Because there are so many things happening in the spiritual realm right now. So we have light, air, life, time, sound motion and essence. And you can tell just in the little aggravations of life where that Leviathanic spirit has tried to infiltrate, but you just overcome with great joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And you stir that joy up and then you begin to make that work for you when you begin to recognize not only uh, has God allowed something in your life, to shift you, maybe you got a little prideful and a little arrogant. And I can clearly tell you from a personal perspective that I found myself in that very situation. And uh, I wrote a little bit about it in in that book, Shift Happens. I had found myself in the position of being uh, a little Miss Fix-It. I don't think that I was even really conferring with God, as intimate as I believe that I am with him, if it seemed good to me and the Holy Spirit, then we just moved on it. And where you find yourself in that realm is that you've taken on so many of other people's wars and issues and challenges. And you find yourself in a vortex where you think you can fix everything for everyone. Well, God puts it into that because God is sovereign. God is the person that comes in with mercy and grace and solutions and resolutions. And so I think that once we listened to, to Arthur's teaching on Joy Unstoppable, it just shifted our whole belief system uh, because it was it was a raging war. I mean, I was describing myself literally as broken down, at like crush and run. And when you continue to read in Job 41 about Leviathan— That is exactly what his underbelly looks like. It is jagged shards that are as sharp as broken clay pots. And when it drags itself back into the oceans, it leaves a trail of crushing run. And so I came into a very violent, and I mean very violent, uh, awareness and illumination that if I continued in that vein that, All of these uh, very specific, and I take them because that's why we have a shield of faith is to quench every fiery dart. But if one of those heads is fire breathing, I have to believe that it's now been put out and it's tamed and out there frolicking because I chose to embrace God's light and to live in light and not let all of those little Go ahead. Well, well,
0: just so that—because I want to make sure everybody's tracking with us. So, you know, when Beverly talked about in Job, the beginning where Job talks about the Leviathan, and then many of you have probably seen the negative side of twisted words and warfare and all that around it. But then, also in the Psalms, it says that when when the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea, God defeated this uh, entity and fed the children of Israel uh, with this sea serpent. And so— Arthur Burke's whole concept is there has to be some redemption in it
1: of, course. Uh,
0: uh, of this of this uh, spirit, and so, Bev, I know you went through it quickly, but if you could go back about oh, the sure. seven heads, because I think this is important as we get to the head the head of the year this this month that we're celebrating, and then finish up. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I, I just know. want to make and sure listen. that I.
1: I really Laidette appreciate foundation. it. It's not the it's not the first time I've ever spoken about it, but it's the first time we've ever approached it. And of course, you know, Leviathan aligns with Jezebel and uh, the Python spirit, and I mean, just twisted words. It's all about confusion. And so, the the seven heads, according to Joy Unstoppable, uh, from Arthur Burke: Light, Air, Life, Time, Sound, Motion, and Essence. And, uh, you know, of course, Job's position on it because everything that could be thrown at him, he was like, are you mad at me? But no, God wasn't mad at him.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And in these, <laughs> when you see these seven spheres, That's we'll right. call it light, air, uh, essence, you see these playing out in our world, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. light and darkness, as Bev was talking about, about earlier, we all go through those different seasons of light and darkness. Uh, sound. Uh, You know the the power. We know how demonic sounds can bring influence into an atmosphere, but so can heavenly sound. And so, to each of these heads, there's an opposite. So there's there's an evil, and then there's a good. That's why it's becoming more clear to us. It says we overcome evil with good. It's not like we can go out here and defeat this spirit because, as Job says, he's unpenetrable. But you can come in a different spirit.
1: That's right.
0: And this is the key for us. We come in a different spirit. And when we come in a different spirit, instead of things working against us, they begin to work for us, which that's, is really powerful. That's just
1: the whole, uh, it, it's, the Law of Attraction, Universal Laws. I mean, I keep uh, expressing to people, especially we really meet so many wonderful people, and it's challenging. We live in challenging times, and there are a lot of questions, and we don't always have the answers, so I encourage everyone be like water. Water is a very powerful force, but we can also go around obstacles and challenges, and uh, I think that that's probably what more what Ken is saying, is all of these things have, have been around, and apparently they're not going anywhere. I think that we all have our own uh, assigned issues, much like what happened to Joe. But it's always about self-awareness and illumination and learning who we are and how to put our very best foot forward. And for me, it always comes back to this trans- transformational model, this grid that we're working from from hatred and anger and bitterness and cynicism and all of the isms, all of the schisms and all of the doubt and fear that people live in, that I've lived in, that Kent's lived in, Breville's lived in, we've all lived in. And it's just a matter of taking that and moving just that one scale up and just moving into peace Mm -hmm. and joy and love. And all of the good things that God has for us. And I think that that's what that whole battle with all of the heads of Leviathan is all about. All Leviathan is doing is frolicking in the ocean and absolutely minding its own business. It's how we receive it. And, and how, how we, we respond and how we respond that's exactly uh, right we
0: can respond in the same spirit and get sucked into that spirit that's right. or we can respond with the spirit of god and be, and be on top
1: that's exactly right and i think I, I read something here that was so good about that where was it oh here we go this is this is the whole part of overcoming right here and just knowing that god is your absolute source and sticking to it just like Jabe did Everybody through i mean, his wife, his friends, he lost all of his kids. But at the end of the day, everything was returned to him and multiplied. Yes, restored. So this really blesses me. This is Genesis 49, 22 through 26. Yosef is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by spring. Its branches run over a wall. The archers bitterly attacked him and shot at him and harassed him, but his bow remained firm and his arms were agile from the hands of the mighty one of Jacob, from there the shepherd and the stone of Israel, from the God of your father who helps and by the almighty who blesses you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lies beneath, blessings of the breast and of the womb, the blessings of your father have surpassed the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. May they be the head and the crown of the one distinguished among his brothers. And there it is right there.
0: This is so powerful. You'll be, you will it. be the head and not That's the tail. Right. You will be Blessed. above and not beneath. Yes. And so this is... I, and we encourage you, dig deeper into this revelation. You know, there's plenty of great books and resources out there about it, especially Arthur Burke. It's hard to find
1: uh, Well, the, we're the thinking teaching. about transcribing it because it's only on video. So, I mean, we asked permission to do that. I'm, I'm hoping that we're going to be able to because I like, I like as you all know, I like books. I like to read it. But uh, I want to say this especially, if you're finding yourself, because there are is so much information out there. I do so much research and process so many things, and I, I really do. I read a lot, and I try to read from different translations of the Bible. And Kent has one of the best that I've seen. It's the Barking Fox. Is that mm-hmm. what you're still using? That's, that's
0: the Barking Fox. Is the uh, reading at, reading plan. It's the Hebraic reading plan. So you read through the Bible every year according to the Hebraic calendar or yes, the and, biblical and calendar.
1: So for anyone, if you're just continuously experiencing a, a communication dissonance. If you're in a, a conversation and you're talking to someone and you're communicating exactly what you're trying to, to get across, but it's not being received, I would just take a moment and pray into that because there literally are spiritual entities that just cause confusion. And especially uh, when you're trying to eliminate someone or it's something that needs to be said, this is where this spirit comes in and just twist all of your words and it ju- you can be standing face to face with someone and literally they can't hear what you're saying. So take a moment and pray against that spirit and just stand with God and know that God is he's also uh, in charge of all communication. And the enemy of our soul would like for things to stay distorted and disarray. But God is a God of order. He likes things rolling right along. He likes us moving forward. And I did want to say this, too, just about um, how Kent and I have We've shared this before, but why we have landed on the Hebraic calendar um, we just found ourselves over the years, especially in the early years of World live international outreach being founded. Uh, we were doing all of the things. We we did Daniel's fast. Uh, we we planned time away. We Sabbath. We we didn't know about first fruits yet. And we didn't know about Rosh Kadesh. So when we embraced uh, these feasts, we felt the alignment in it for us personally. And once again, I come full circle to if it seems good to me and the Holy Spirit, we just remember. Gets a little bit the same. And so we just embraced this calendar. And then, of course, the more research that we did, the more that we understood that when Constantine combined this calendar and really stopped allowing people to meet in homes right. and changed the the whole Hebraic calendar, it's not just for the Jewish culture. This is a biblical calendar that God has set in place. And I love it that there are celebrations all throughout the year because we don't celebrate enough of our victories and we don't celebrate enough of all of the big events, the milestones in life. And and when I say celebrate, I'm not talking about, you know, big parties. I'm talking about what happens on the inside of us that gives us that confidence that we have from knowing that that we are gods. It's the love of God that gives us the confidence to go on. And if we're in an atmosphere all the time where it's just being chipped away and you don't feel that confidence, and you don't feel empowered, this is when you take that moment to take a look and see where you are on God's biblical calendar. This isn't just Hebraic. This is a calendar that God set in place for all of us so that we could meet with Him in the field and we could have uh, that moment where we know that God is right there and we're returning to Him with our whole hearts just like Job did. These are all of the reasons that we've chosen to follow the biblical calendar. And yes, it started in Torah in now we have the New Testament, all of those things. But we've added it line upon line, precept upon precept, and it's become such a viable part of our lives. And we've learned so much about walking with God. And frankly, I have to tell you the truth. I always felt like it was just such a straight line and a sprint that we were supposed to be running all of the time toward that that end, that prize of having it said to you, how well done, good and faithful servant, enter into your rest. But it's not happening exactly like that. We don't run in a straight line. It's cyclical, and it's uh, opportunity every month and within the month to just say, hey, I need to take a pause and evaluate. I feel like I'm out of step. So this, this is also coming on the heels of the month of alignment. We're to be aligned with God's plan. So I just wanted to encourage you in that. This is God's biblical calendar. Can't I follow Christ. We are huge believers. And we believe that this is a life-changing, illuminating tool that sets your feet upon a path. And you're walking and you're hearing God say, hear my voice and don't listen to the voice of a stranger.
0: Jesus followed this path. The apostles yes. followed this path. The early church followed this yes. path. All to 300 uh, AD, and that's, that's right. when Constantine came and changed it. And so we believe this is part of the restoration of all things that the Lord is bringing us about to these truths. So just a, I know we've talked about a lot oh today. Gosh,
1: but but I love talking about this. Uh, and
0: so, uh, but we we'll go back to this month of Tishri, and uh, it's the Feast of Trumpets, Atonement, and Tabernacles. So, this is where we continue to hear the sound of the shofar and preparing for the Day of Atonement. On the Day of Atonement is when we literally wait on God to receive our instructions to be sealed for a blessed new year. And then we celebrate the fact that God has poisoned. Poised, Poised Poised. Poised us and positioned us for a brand new blessed year, and we celebrate that with tabernacles. And so uh, this is the uh, returning to the source, being fruitful and multiplying. Uh, It's the returning to God and experiencing his glory. It's the month of touch. Remember the woman who pressed and touched the hem of his garment. It's the month linked with awakening and removing that which would keep us from returning. It's Libra in the heavens speaking that the scales are being weighed and balanced it's
1: all about justice all about month, justice yes.
0: this month and so it's a very powerful month we encourage you find a place to celebrate Tabernacles we would be thrilled to have you celebrate with us here uh, for our All in Alabama gathering September 29th or with us September 30th with Chuck Pierce at Word Alive International Outreach all of that will be happening during Tabernacles We'd love for you to participate in First Fruits Offerings so that you can set yourself up to be blessed. You can give at wordalive.org or lifeoffreedom.site. If you'd like more of this resources so you can do your own studies, you can find that at lifeoffreedom.site. We want to bless you this powerful month of Tishri as we're entering in the powerful fall feast of the Lord, and uh, we begin to see the Holy Spirit do significant things in and through our lives as we continue our journey with Him in Jesus' name. Amen?
1: Amen.
0: We want to release the blessing of this month. We simply decree over you, may it be thy will, O Lord our God and God of our fathers, that you begin for us this month for good and for blessing. May you give to us a long life, a life of peace, a life of goodness, a life of blessing, a life of sustenance, a life of physical health, a life in which there is fear of heaven and fear of sin, a life in which there is no shame or humiliation, a life of wealth and honor, a life in which we love Torah, the word and fear God, a life. In which the Lord fulfills the request of our hearts for good. Amen and Selah.
1: Amen.
0: So blessings on you. We'll be entering a brand new Hebraic year 5784.
1: Got here fast. More
0: to come about that, of course. Thank you great job today thank you you for enlightening us and illuminating us read Job
1: it's quite the story no kidding I mean it is and you know I don't know if most people even stop to realize this it was the first book that was written in the Bible now from Genesis through it's in chronological order but Job was the very first book that was ever written
0: yep there you go
1: that's a lesson in itself I mean God really wanted us to have this information and once again I feel like Leviathan should just frolic on and stop messing around with the human race we're
0: going to Overcome that.
1: We have overcome that.
0: I've overcome a lot already. I thought the book of Job was named Job. <laughs> uh, thought it had to do with Apple products when I first, uh, and then I thought uh, Malachi was an Italian prophet, but it was actually Malachi. <laughs> So we're learning, ever learning. We love you guys. Hey, thanks for taking time to watch or listen. Uh, Follow us on social media. If you'd like to receive daily encouragement, the Word Alive daily is available. Daily encouragement delivered straight to your inbox free of charge. You can click the link to sign up for that. We love you guys. Be blessed. Thank you for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time.